Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. We are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, happy Father's Day. You're not a father, but happy Father's Day to all the fathers. I'm not anything. <laughs> I mean, you're, some, you're something. I'm Give an individual. Credit. Yeah, you're, you're a person. I'm a person. You technically have the capabilities to be a father as you are Do I? male. Well, yeah, you're male, and I think that's probably the starting point for potentially being sure. a father at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone can be fathers. You know, single moms are fathers today, too. I've seen, a, you know, people I know who's were raised by their mothers wishing their mothers Happy Father's Day because they did it all because they're great people. Sure. So you can have whatever it takes to be a father. Unless you're a pet father. I don't consider that a father. That's I'm sorry. harsh. I, I just don't. I don't. I will never say Happy Father's Day to a person who owns a pet. I don't do it for Mother's Day either. That's harsh. Eh, I don't know. It's just a personal opinion. It doesn't really impact anything. It doesn't take away from whatever they, they do. They parent on a... their, pets, their pets just as people parent their children. I guess. In some instances, maybe. But still, I don't... It's not the, it's not the same. You're not, like... You're not raising them. You're just keeping them alive. As opposed to, like... If you're... Jeez. Well, I mean, that's what that's what pet ownership is. It's just it's keeping the pet alive and loving them. And that's it. <laughs> right? Agree to disagree. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> no, he does a fantastic job. He's not like raising them. They just do their own thing. They're his babies. Yeah, but they just do their own thing. They run on instinct most of the time. And they love him back. And I love his cats too. Uh, but he's not like raising He's not teaching them things. He's not raising them. They just, they're cats. They wander around. Agree to disagree. <laughs> That's fine. Moving uh, on. Uh, but happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Um, but... If you're if you're outside having a barbecue, it's the worst day to do it because it's 95 degrees outside <laughs> and humid. Yeah, it's gross. It's oppressive and gross. And I'm going to a barbecue later, and I'm not looking forward to it. I don't mind the heat. The humidity is what kills me. Mm-hmm. Just like everything is pruny, stagnant air, and I'm inside. Like, <laughs> well, that doesn't help. No, you get a dehumidifier, and then a humidifier to take out like both at the same time. I just need a, an even keel. Yeah, but the dehumidifier will take out the excess humidity, and then it'll be even keel. You just need to even out the excess in the air. Just run, like, air purifier, air conditioner, dehumidifier, all at the same time. Okay, well, then, then you're paying for it if you're running all those things. <laughs> I don't even have all those things. If you're going to do that, I'm charging you extra. I barely run the AC. Uh, well, when you're stuck inside in this awful humidity, you're playing video games. Uh, so what did you play this week? Uh, not much. Uh, the... Isle of Armor came out, the the Pokemon DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I played that a bit, but um, like there was weird connection issues, I guess, or not issues, but um, there's a, like a raid battle going on where you're fighting um, one of the old legendaries from Sun and Moon, mm-hmm. um, and you can't catch it. But if you if a million players over the eleven days that it was going on, the seventeenth, the twenty eighth, beat it um, at least once, then you'll get one in Pokemon Home. Like, you'll get a shiny one in Pokemon Home. Um, which so, you can then obviously transfer into. Yeah, yeah, which you can get. Um, so I've been trying to battle it, but, like, every time I find one in, like, the raid dens or whatever, I go to, like, find other players and no one else is joining. Um, and, like, you can clearly see players all over the place, um, but for some reason none of them are joining me. Um, do you think they've, like, it's just unlucky and some of them have done it already and they're like eh, i don't want to do it again maybe i don't know and also the fact that like you can't catch it so like i'm sure a lot of people who don't 
like they just play the game they don't like read the news or anything mm-hmm. or not the news but like they don't care about they didn't get the, the events that are going on yeah they're like oh, okay why am i gonna battle this thing if i can't catch it so maybe that's part of the reason um but like when i was on the island i couldn't actually join anybody else's raid battles either because like there's a thing that shows um like stickers or i think is what they're called or whatever um where like people want to trade or raid battle or do anything else um and it like i would hit a on it and it wouldn't even let me do it so i had to go back to like the old raid uh the max or, or whatever wild area mm-hmm. um and then i could join people's raid battles so i found somebody who like was doing it and hadn't defeated it yet and for, like after like my sixth or seventh try i finally defeated it nice so i am one in a million Yay. sweet um but, but given your experience it seems like you will you do you think it'll get to a million or are people just like eh whatever i don't care i don't know because a couple days ago i think like three days ago they posted that like two hundred and seventy thousand people had done it already which i don't know is a lot like that's probably the people who were gung-ho on playing the dlc to begin with but yeah and then that's all that's a, quarter a quarter of the way but only how many days in now like two i mean it's the 28th is when it ends so Oh, I thought it was 11 days from when the DLC came out. Yeah, so it was the 17th to the 28th. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, so a week from today is yeah. when it ends. So I don't know if people are going to do it. I signed up for home, like, just in case. Well, yeah. Um, and also, I didn't know that, like, I knew there was a free version, but I didn't know how extensive it was. Um, like, there's a limit of how many trades you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the boxes you can have, like, you can have, I think, 10 boxes in the free version and, like, 20 in the paid version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only care about, like, this. I'm not going to transfer them because I don't want them floating off in the nether. Um, but the the DLC itself is pretty cool. You can finally change your look of your bike so you're not wearing, like, this goofy helmet and, like... Hey, that's safety. Polka safety dots. is number four. Well, number you're, wearing, one. you're wearing a helmet in this. Oh, okay. You well. can get the new helmet, so you have like a BMX helmet. So at oh, least okay. it looks like... I thought you were trying to say you were too cool for a Pokemon well, helmet. Well, I am too cool for Pokemon helmets. I live dangerously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can change your bike color as well. So like, it's not the like red Rodon bike anymore. You can have a black one. But like, you can have a black one or a white one, but they emit like sparkles now. Hmm. so like i have like sparkles so cool. as i'm like biking around like yeah you added something cool and then you added something really weird and unnecessary can you put like a baseball card or a pokemon card in the spokes yeah so, so you can hear it you ride no it goes ching ching when you when you drive it um but it's on an island and as maybe people know if they listen to the podcast enough i fucking hate the ocean mm-hmm. and uh there are like, well, that's a, why it's good you're on the island there's a bunch of little islands around that you have to go to and a fucking giant whalemer that you have to fight it eventually. I, like, rode up to it and I was like, nah. And just turned around and went backwards. But in when you're biking around the water, because, like, that's how you get there is you bike through the water. Um, there's uh, sharpedos, which are shark torpedoes. Yeah, that, I, I gathered that, from the very clever Yeah, from name. the, in, yeah. That, uh, that chase after you and are, like, frightening just in the fact that they also swim faster than you so like you'll just be biking along in the water and all of a sudden you'll hit like some water rustling around you and you're just like where the, where the fuck is it but you're biking through the water yeah because you have they shallow like, enough put little, no they'll put like little pontoons on on your oh, wheels okay. that's how you get around instead of surfing like the all all the other pokemon games you had to have a pokemon with you that had surf yeah which was really inconvenient because then you'd like if you ever wanted to go anywhere you just had to have a pokemon that like you potentially never used and you had to teach it surf 
Um, so now you just have this little bike that like little pontoon wheels go on. Hmm. So you're biking around and all of a sudden you hear like, and you're just like, oh God, there's a shark somewhere around that's going to hit me. And sure enough, like they, I mean, it's a battle and like you can easily kill them if you're, if you completed the game before. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they, they level, but only up to like level 60 ish. <clears throat> and like most of my stuff is like, or like my main team is around 70 to 75 but it's still like annoying because you're just like I don't want I don't want to constantly have to avoid sharpedos when I'm like walking around the water or biking around the water. Um, so that's a little frustrating and terrifying, fr- frightening for me. Yeah. Um, but they added in a bunch of other stuff. Like uh, I haven't gotten it yet, but you can get uh, a Pokemon to follow you now, mm-hmm. like like in Yellow, and I think Gold and Silver also had them, um, which is like something that people have been wanting for a very long time. So that's cool. Um, and, like, the new area itself is essentially a wild area. So there are um, raid battles everywhere. And you can go anywhere you want in the area and, um, kill, you know, collect all. I think there's 120 they added in. No, more than that. Um, but there's a whole bunch of new Pokemon they added in. Um, the I haven't... I don't know if it's just... I haven't looked far enough, but the new Pokemon that you have are in a separate Pokedex now. Usually in the other games, when like they, um, when you get a Pokedex, it combines together with the one that you currently have. Mm-hmm. Now this one's completely separate. The Isle of Armor one is completely separate, and nothing is numbered. So like the OCD part of me is really freaking out because I'm just like throwing them in my box. So, like they're, they they're, like is there plan? Because Pokemon have always been numbered. Like is there going to be numbers eventually? I don't know. Like I haven't looked hard enough because like I'm just trying to do the story right now. Like I'm just trying to get it over with. But like anytime I see something new, I obviously want to catch it. Yeah. But then like it just gets thrown in the Isle of Armor box. Like all my other stuff is numbered. Like it goes from one to four hundred. When you add a new one, does it? throw it in at the end of the line so it just shows them in the order you caught them or does it reorder them according to whatever their number is or will be they're in the pokedex in an order um but like but it's not the order you caught them it's not the order i caught them they're in an order so they're in a numbered order but like next to the pokemon Mm -hmm. on the the other pokedex it'll say like no like number yeah you know 130 this one there's no number so like i i could sort them if i had like the Pokedex open, but then like I would have to go to the Pokedex, then go to my box, then rearrange them that way, or just have like Cerebi or like Bulbapedia, like a website open to go to them. But like that's just super annoying. Is I'm wondering, is there like a like a Professor Oak or whatever that you have to go to, and he'll be like, "Oh, looks like you caught a bunch of new ones. Let's let's get them registered or something." And that like, is there something that you have to do? Maybe? maybe I don't know. I haven't looked. Like I said, I haven't looked very much. Yeah. I went and talked to like the the woman when I first landed on the island. She's like, "Oh, you've caught a substantial amount. Like, I'm gonna like add to your Pokedex." And Did then you say, she yeah, adds, "Bitch, all of them." She Damn. adds that. Yeah. I was like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> all of them." Yeah. I got um, them all. Okay. She added to the the Pokedex the. Isle of Armor Pokedex. Yeah. But that was it. No numbers or anything. She did say, like, come back when you've collected more, but, like... Oh, so maybe you just I have already to have 120 of the other ones just from trading and, like... Yeah, but I think the you having them already doesn't, like, get them to, like... I think you just have to, like, progress the story part of it rather than her... Like, maybe if you would immediately talk to her again, be like, wow, oh, you did? Yeah, and she was just like... 
okay, come back when you've caught more. And I was like, I bitch, I have 120 of them. Well, you need to catch more than Maybe you need 121. You don't know. Yeah. But so you need 150. That's the only way she'll talk to you. I went and counted more. Or I went and caught like a, f- a bunch more. Um, and then uh, I haven't gone back to talk to her. But like maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just have to progress further in the, the story of the island. Yeah. Um, which is like kind of neat. You sign up for like a, um, like a dojo pretty much for like fighting Pokemon. Um, and then Slowpokes come and they steal stuff, even though they're fast Slowpokes now. They're not slow. Mm, so they're just pokes. Yeah, they're just pokes. They're, they're just fast, pokes. fast pokes. Um, but like the story itself is kind of non-existent. It's like very level grindy stuff or like tasks. So like you bump into a guy and he's like, hey, there's a bunch of um, diglets around here. There's 170 of them. Go find them. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks fetch quest hmm. um and then like i have to go and catch and fight five slowpokes that have stolen stuff so it's like very fetch questy hmm. like mmo stuff as of right now and i guess that's really all there is they're just tasks and then eventually you'll get your legendary um but i haven't gone that far i've just i i get sidetracked i'm just like oh there's another new one over there i want to go catch that yeah i mean but that's that makes sense. So that's what the game is about. It's about catching them all, I hear. Yes. Yes, so. it is. I did. I do want to be the very best. Yeah. Like, no one ever was. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Um, but yeah, go back and talk to that lady. Maybe she'll give your Pokemon numbers. I will. Um, I, I really wanted to just get the raid battle thing finished first so that I could be one of a million and hopefully get the um, the shiny legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the new season of Call of Duty came out, and I think we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, it had just started. You, had, you hadn't played it yet because it started on, like thursday yeah so i played a bunch more of that today um they did add a couple new things um but they also took out a bunch of stuff and then like things are still broken that character that you have to play to um plunder matches well plunder doesn't exist anymore yeah it's just part of like the weekly we we remove stuff for other things because they added the like Warzone rumble which is the yeah like 150 versus or 50 or whatever which i don't like i don't think it's fun it's just sniping and i'm not good at that and i don't find it fun i didn't even try it um but th- that character's thing is now changed to just completing two warzone matches oh that's easy which uh still doesn't work oh i've played like five or six because um the Do you have to win is that what it means by complete <laughs> i don't think so i would hope not um but the rank progressions now have Warzone stuff in them, which I don't like because I'm not terribly good at Warzone. Mm. And it takes forever to get into a match and stuff. Um, so I played a couple. Like, I think I played four or five and Nothing. used him as my character and, none, and it didn't work. Huh. I was like, oh, great. So this is broken now. Fun. Um, and then the servers have been down for the last couple of days, up and down. So. Oh, really? Yeah, like right now they're they're completely busted. Oh, I haven't even tried to play. Yeah, I tried to play this like morning Thursday. to get like my dailies in. And like I got into a match and it was doing the like everything is lagged, but you can still run around and do nothing. And then all of a sudden you're dead. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is fun. Hmm. Um, and then I like did the like, is it down, you know, Google yeah. search and like thousands of people are just like happy father's day like <laughs> yeah. the, the one day that your wife said that you could just play video games yeah. all day and war zones down yeah yeah well just... like all of the servers are down yeah oh so yeah so you can't do multiplayer or anything but no. it's like okay father's day you do you you play call of duty all right. day like i'll take the kids don't you worry about it we'll make you breakfast and you cook a steak and you just sit here and play video games to your heart's content oh great no call of duty nothing you yeah. get nothing yeah 
Um, they did add a thing that lets you delete parts of the game now, which is nice. Yeah, so cool. my 190 gigs is now less. I didn't actually check, but um, I deleted the Spec Ops stuff because I'm never going to do those. Joe yeah. and I tried, and they're fucking impossible. Um, so you can delete. There's three of those, and then there was like another thing I deleted. Um, but the, I wanted to delete the single player, but the single player and the multiplayer bundled together. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I have a platinum in it. Like, let me get rid of it. Like, yeah, I'm never going to go back and play it. And they're not adding, like, story DLC. So, like, they're done. adding the Spec Ops stuff, which is what they've added. Yeah, but you're done. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm done. I yeah. want to delete that. But no, it's lumped in with the multiplayer, so you can't delete that. And then there's a multiplayer 2 bundle. And I was like, come on, please just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me not have half of my hard drive filled up by this game. Well, supposedly on PS5 and probably Xbox Series X, all of those games will be like smart downloads so you can delete. Like I know PlayStation said it. I assume Xbox will come Yeah, I remember Sony thing. saying that like you can have just parts of that. Yeah, where if like you buy Call of Duty digitally, you can just download the multiplayer. If that's Which is what I play. think this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And this is just their way of choosing it. But they're they're basically saying you can de- you can delete the regular game and keep Warzone or delete Warzone and keep the regular game. Right. It's not segmenting it enough for what you want to get rid of. Yeah, like it didn't even show up on your game because you just have just Warzone. Have Warzone yeah. Um but uh, with those servers being down, people are like, Oh great, I'll go back and play the single player. Oh wait, you still have to be connected to the server. And I was like, oh, you do? Damn, mm, that, that sucks. Because <laughs> it all runs through the Warzone like hub. Oh, uh. Like, when you launch it, it just says Call of Duty Warzone, and then you have to choose from the four panels. Yeah. And one of them single-player, multiplayer, spec ops, and then options. Um, and since they're all through the Warzone thing, you have to be connected to the server to play the game at all. Huh. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so, it's Call of Duty. It's just as equally frustrating as mm-hmm. everything else. Um, they added in some stuff. Like, I had gold in that Renetti uh, pistol. Mm-hmm. Um which they nerfed, and now the, the gun's pretty much useless. Um, but once you reach the gold skin, you can now get um, uh, rank, uh, like, the emblems and the, your, like, nameplates mm. for, like, further progressing in those guns now. Oh, cool. Which is nice, because it gives you, like, a little bit of incentive. Like, I'm not going to go and get gold on every single gun, so mm. I'm not getting obsidian or whatever the gun skin is. Um, but maybe I can now get like the uh, emblem or the nameplate or whatever for mm-hmm. maybe uh, a new watch further progressing uh you do get a new watch yeah um you get one that has the map on it now mm. um which is actually kind of neat because if you have a uav or whatever like again like the uav is right in the upper hand corner mm-hmm. i'm not gonna look at my watch to see but my guess is maybe it'll have that if you're in realism mode because because oh, yeah. you don't have a hud so maybe if you have that, you can flip it open and, and like UAVs actually have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't play realism. That shit's too hard for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good on that. Um, but yeah, I've been just doing that and a little bit of Pokemon. My wonderful 101 did come in the mail yesterday. Oh, it did? Yeah. Um, even though it like kept getting delayed and then it was like, it'll be there Wednesday. And yeah, then Joe was like, I got mine days. today. And I was like, you son of a bitch. And I like, went outside and I was like, oh, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, looks nice. It has like a hologram slipcover thing. Nice. I haven't played it just cause like, I, I don't know. I've, it just came yesterday. It just, yeah. Well, it, it came in like at like five o'clock yesterday and yeah. I was like, I'm not going to whip this out and everything's sticky. I don't want to like grab my switch and have it all be gross because it's so humid outside. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of watching rather than gaming because of how gross it's been. Mm. Um, but 
that's all I've been playing. What about you? Well, I've been playing a lot of games. You've been doing week. the opposite. I've been You've doing been the filling exact in opposite. For me. Yeah, I have not been watching as many things. I've been playing a ton of things. Obviously, still playing Warzone. I got another win this week. That was nice. In singles or in singles? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I started a solo and was just playing around, and then one of my friends hopped on and was like, sent me an invite, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll play with him after I finish this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows how long that'll be? I've I was still in like the first circle area, um, but I was lucky enough where I just like. I dropped in an area with like four or five recons available. And so I just ran and did all of those. And before the first circle was finished clo- closing, I knew the end circle and was like, okay, well just f- fuck this then. And then I just went and found a, it was one of those like bunkers that then leads down into the, like where you need the access card, like bunker tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was just like in the side of a mountain where you just like, you open the bunker door and that was the front edge of the final circle. So, like, you had to come past me, essentially, to get to the, like, behind area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just set up shop in there. Like, put a claymore on the door and was, like, doing work while, like, just <laughs> crouched and, like, listening for footsteps. And every once in a while, checking the heartbeat scanner. Yeah. Uh, and so it got down to, like, the final three. And one guy was just driving around in a car. And I was like, oh, that's smart. This is a completely wide open area unless somebody has a rocket or something like that, like you're honestly pretty good. Uh, and then all of a sudden he gets out of the car to get in a firefight with some other dude. So that's when I come running out of the bunker, let them fight each other. I then put a cluster strike on the area where they're fighting. Cause I could see the like bullets flying, yeah. which meant that the guy killed one guy and then ran away from the cluster strike. And as he ran away, I just lit him up and then I won. Nice. Um, so that was very exciting. So I've been playing Warzone. Uh, haven't had issues with the servers, but I also haven't tried to play the last couple of days. I, uh, I finally was able to, uh, secure an item that I had been looking for for like six months now, uh, that I passed on when it originally came out and then it was sold out everywhere for months and months and months. I finally got myself a Ring Fit Adventure. Nice. Um, I got like an alert. I think it was what, Tuesday? Yeah. Wednesday, something like that. I got an alert from Target that I had set up to like email me when these are back in stock. And I woke up at like 8.30 or whatever and it was like, your item's back in stock. I went, oh fuck, I better like, I better jump at the chance to to get this. Pull up the Target website. It says like four in stock in my local store or ship it. So I'm like, okay, well I'll just pick it up right now. Fuck shipping. Like uh, pressed like add to cart, pick up in store. And they're like, we're sorry, we can't add this to your cart right now. Nor guarantee that it will be saved for you. I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Uh, I was hoping to like get it today. That'd be cool. Whatever. I'll just ship it because it says deliver to my zip code. Add to cart. I'm sorry. We can't add this to your cart right now, nor deli- nor guarantee that it's available for you. I was like, oh, so you're just lying to me. So you're just doing this to lie to yeah. me. Like, I've had this happen with Target before where like when I was after the Ninja Turtle figures, I got like the email that was like, hey, your item's back in stock. And like go to the website within 15 minutes of the email and it was like out of stock notify you when it's back in stock i'm like okay and i've had that happen a couple of times yeah their so I, inventory thing sucks yeah like anytime they do that like pick up and store and save 30 percent thing it's never it's like never available yeah i mean they, they're like your store has them but you can't put them in your cart i'm like then why why have this <laughs> yeah. what's the purpose well and it's a weird thing too because like the stores are open but, like, there are some, like, when I was trying to do something similar at GameStop, like, the GameStop wasn't open. The only way you could buy things was to buy it online for pickup at the store. Right. And, like, it wouldn't add to cart even though it said it had it in stock. So I had to call the GameStop and be like, hey, 
I can't buy this online because it's saying you don't have it. Do you, A, do you have it? And B, can I just like come down there and give you my credit card through like a slip in the door and then you check out for me? And they're like, yeah, we can totally do that. Uh, you just have to let us know what you want, but we can't put it aside for you. Just call us when you get here. Um, so the target, like the target thing, I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to, I like threw on clothes, like ran downstairs, like say goodbye. I was like, all right, I'll be right back. <laughs> Uh, like wiggled the mouse so it looked like I was online and everything. It was just like, all right, I'm out of yeah, here. Just gotta wake up for the yeah. next 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Like turned off my alarms that I normally snooze through because I was like up up with a jolt to get this thing because uh, I was not missing out on it. I get to the target, I get to the switch aisle, and they, I'm looking all around and nothing. So I go up to one of the employees and I was like, hey, I'm looking for an item. It says you guys have in stock. I'm looking for Ring Fit Adventure, and the guy pulls up his little like hand tablet galaxy s5 that they have right uh and he's like um yeah i I don't know let me get a guy from games i'm like okay fine so he calls the other dude over dude just looks at me when he gets there and i'm just like uh oh you're not gonna say hello or anything or what's up or not okay got it we're we're moving on you're nice yeah we're moving on hey i'm looking for ring fit adventure it says you guys have it in stock he's like yeah they're right there and i'm like where I'm not the type of person who just asks the employee first. That's the last thing I want to do in a yeah, store. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to ask for help. If you ask me if I want help, I always tell you no, and then maybe we'll change my mind or just leave if I can't find it. <laughs> like That's how I want to shop now. Uh, so I was like, uh, I mean, I looked all throughout the video game. Like I looked in the PlayStation. I looked in the lock cabinets because it's an $80 thing. Yeah, it's, I, it's it, bigger. Yeah, it's probably either spider wrapped or it's in one of the lock mechanisms because that's, you know, it's a, a big loss if someone steals one. Uh, and so we turned the corner to where he's going to be like, right there, man, told you, uh, like with his snarky attitude. To be fair, I would have had the same snarky attitude if someone had said that to me and I had seen them recently. And he looks and then like does a double take and then is like, what? Like he makes an audible, like, I can't believe it. He's like, there was just three of them there like 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, fuck, that's the number it said they had on the website. So did I really miss this by 20 minutes? Like did my... Did my drive from my house to the target? Yeah, other like, people who live closer got in. Cost me uh, at nine in the morning of all things. Like I didn't want to wait till lunch, so I was like, "No, I gotta go first thing in the yeah. morning." And he's like, "Hold on." He goes in the back. They had one. Finally, I'm so excited. I like t- sent a picture to you and Joe. I was like, "I finally got it. It's finally here. I'm excited." Uh, ended up playing it later that day. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Like not as a game, but like on my body. <laughs> well, yeah, it's doing its job. Well, exactly. But like, I played the boxing one and I, you know, I've taken a few weeks off from that just because like it's gotten hotter and I, I've been able to walk outside and like get other forms of exercise in. So I was like, you know, but that wasn't hard on my body. Like after the first couple of days of like realizing what movements are, it was fine. Uh, and then this time I was like, I hurt for like two days after. Like you were watching me play and. Yeah. When you go through and like you got a jogging place to run, which is cool. You got the little ring thing in front of you. Then you come across these creatures that you have to battle against, and it's just turn-based battle system where like your attacks are different exercise things. So like one of them is you got to lift it over your head and squeeze. One of them is you got to like uh, like do crunch, not crunches. You got to do squats. One of them is you got to like, get down on the floor and like do leg presses because you've got the leg strap on Uh, and then another one is like you got to like squat down and lift up above your head and so there's like all these different movements you got to do and at one point i think like halfway or three quarters of the way through like not the final battle of the first like level that i was doing i like was doing a bunch of squats like right in a row like you know to do a bunch of quick successive like attacks as part of the battle system 
uh, and then the next time it was my turn, I went to go do the like squat down and lift above my head thing. And I like squatted down and was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I immediately had to like sit down on the couch because I was like, I don't know if I can get back up. This that was that, that hurt. And then for the next like three days, it hurt to go downstairs. Jesus. <laughs> like at one point, I think later that or the next day. When I woke up, I like came downstairs, but like I came downstairs backwards because it was less sore when I did it that way. Um, and then You're it's just, just sliding down in your butt. Yeah, no, no, like I was walking, but just like backwards. So, um, but it's cool. Like it's, I, I felt like an idiot while doing it. I shook the bookcase and like knocked a bunch of stuff yeah. over. Um, but it's like CrossFit. The video game. Yeah, exactly. Because it like, uh, confuses your body's muscles on what it's working out. So you have to like do a bunch of them at the same time. Yeah, so it's, there's all kinds of different things that you can do. I like it. I think it's cool. I'm definitely going to keep trying it. I wish it was less oppressive outside to be able to do it. Um, and I, I didn't have to move the coffee table. Because like, I set it up in the living room first. Because I, I knew with boxing, like it's a rhythm game. I know what I'm supposed to do. I don't need the biggest screen ever to be able to do it. This I feel like I might need to play it docked rather than freestanding, but I'll probably try it freestanding just to see so I don't have to decide to move the coffee table every time I want to play. Yeah. Uh, but like the ring con, is what it's called, is cool. Like it doesn't feel like it's going to snap or break when I do anything with it. I sometimes feel like the leg one's going to fall off my leg or slide down, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but I'm happy to have it, and I'm glad that I was finally able to procure it right in time for you to be, to be able to go outside yeah i know it would have been great at the start of quarantine it's just like clubhouse games where i'm like oh, i really wish that this had existed right when quarantine started not when i can go out for walks and like be outside and not in phase one and two of right. open up again um so i did that and then i powered through and finished the last of us remastered nice um which i was able to finish i finished it on saturday so i didn't i didn't make it to last of us 2 debut on thursday night but i was able to finish it up on saturday and i had something to do saturday afternoon and i had like two hours before i needed to finish so i quickly looked up like what how long is left behind because i had already bought last of us 2 like i went and picked it up saturday morning knowing i was going to finish and then so i could then immediately start playing two and so I looked up and like left behind was two hours and I had two hours to go. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just, I'll start to like tomorrow. I and was left behind like the, the DLC, DLC as yeah. part of the remastered. So I just, I went and finished the game <laughs> then finished left behind, which like, honestly, I didn't need to play. It didn't really add anything to the story, especially not anything I didn't already know. Uh, given the trailer from last of us Two sets up Ellie's, you know, um, it's a, the, relationship status i guess or yeah. her preferences right. which is what you figure out in left behind mm -hmm. so like i already knew that part of it but it was a cool little story to like figure out um there's a line at the end of one where she explains like how she lost her best friend and you'd play through that part of it um in left behind gotcha. so i thought that was cool um but then so i finished that powered through that uh and then this morning started last of us 2 which is funny because it starts with basically the climax and ending of one. Like you don't play through it, you just watch it happen. So like I'm gonna get into spoilers for Last of Us One, but try to avoid them for two other than the opening. And the opening is basically just the part where you go to the hospital and rescue Ellie and like run away and kill everybody and tell her what ha your version of what happened. And so it was weird to watch the like remastered PS3 version of that game play out yesterday 
to the <laughs> brand later. new end of life cycle PS4 version of that same event because yeah. like it's night and day difference in terms of like graphics and how like beautiful it looks. Um, so I thought that was like a fun dichotomy of playing them both back to back and playing it for the first, like finishing that game for the first time as opposed to someone who just like powered through right, right before it came out. Um, so that was pretty cool. I'm about like a little over two hours in, played a little over two hours today. Uh, basically got to the thing that kicks off the story of this game. Um, so at the beginning part of two is basically just reintroducing you to the controls, what's new and different. There's a few too many instances of like, look, it's a tiny corridor. You got to go up there and squeeze your way through. Whereas like those areas existed in the first one, but I feel like they weren't button prompts. You just like walked up to it and it did it. Now you have to like button prompt to like squeeze your way through an area, huh. uh, which I'm not really digging, but I'm get used to it once I, it's ingrained in my head that I have to do it that way. Um, they added quick weapon select, which I don't think was a thing in the first game. And if it was, I never used it. Um, and they added prone, like you can go prone to crawl under stuff too, which will help with the different like traversal puzzles that they have in the yeah. game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I basically got to the part where it kind of kicks off the story, uh, which I won't say anything about for anybody that hasn't played it yet. Um, but it was cool. Like I expected the story to kind of kick off that way. Um, but like actually watching the, you know, the cinematics and the story play out to get there and then have it start um, was awesome. Like so far, Naughty Dog has knocked it out of the park, whether that will carry through or how samey it will, because it already kind of feels very samey. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Like all the Uncharted games are the same. Uh, I did notice that they've added the Uncharted 4 sliding mechanic into into this game a little bit. Uh, well, you start that's off... the new thing in video games now anyway. Or yeah. not new, but like... No, but it's a cool little like addition. Yeah. Um, but like Uncharted Four added, there were tons of areas where you're sliding all around. You got to jump for certain vines or whatever. And this is if you like run too fast on a slippery snowbank, you're gonna like surf down it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool that that made an appearance. There's a couple cool Easter eggs. Like there's a you go into one room and there's a PS3 setup with like Uncharted One and the Jack and Daxter collection and like a bunch of like cool PS3 games. I thought that was neat. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm digging it so far. It looks amazingly gorgeous. Like the very first thing in the game when you start playing is you're riding on horseback and you come to like this vista of this mountain range and a cliff like overlooking the town and it's just it's absolutely gorgeous. Um so I mean they've killed it with the graphics, obviously, which is to be expected given that it's an end of PS4 life cycle yeah. game. Normally those end of life cycle games are always like Leaps next ba- gen ish <laughs> yeah exactly leaps and bounds better than what you would have played years and years ago and like i said i just went from playing the what is essentially a ps3 game granted the remaster is upscaled for ps4 and all that but it's a ps3 game yeah and getting there to see this is just night and day difference it's, it's amazing nice so i'm very much enjoying that we'll continue playing that this week i hear it's a lot longer i think it's like 20 to 30 hours or something like that, as opposed to the last one, which I think I beat in like 12. I wasn't doing too much exploring, but I also wasn't like linearly just like running from point A to point B. Like if I knew that I was supposed to go that way, but saw three other doors, I would go look in those other doors to try to find like weapons and materials and stuff because you don't want to be left with only one bullet, uh, yeah. you know, in that game. So is there a multiplayer for this one? I don't think so. 
Um, so that's probably where the first one kind of pattered out the game content with the multiplayer. And I, I don't remember. I don't. Did the first one launch with multiplayer? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought that was a later edition. No, because I remember watching like Joe and I played a bunch of it when it first came out, mm-hmm. and like the multiplayer in the first game is fantastic. Yeah, a lot of people said that, um, and we're bummed that it's not in this one. Um, but they were like, no, we just wanted to focus on the story. And, and I can understand that. Like, if it's going to be a 30-hour thing, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And I like <clears throat> Uncharted 4 also didn't have multiplayer, I don't think. Or maybe it did. I don't remember. I didn't play that. I played the multiplayer for 3 a lot. Uh, but I don't remember playing it with 4. It may or may not have existed. I don't, I don't know. Remember. I didn't. 4 was in. I haven't gotten there yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, so far, early impressions are nothing but positive about last of us 2 i'm excited (laughs) to uh well i mean that's me it's getting review bombed like crazy on metacritic because of course it is it's a new high profile game and when are those not review bombed for well system exclusive not last two yeah well and but that's not i mean it's getting bombed because it has a female protagonist who is lgbtq and you know the worst parts of the internet loathe that so like it was getting like like zero scores the first hour it was released and they're like that's not that's not a review like it's, it, you, you can't be reviewing it guys People and we like, need to grow up i know i don't understand it like i get i get wanting to voice your displeasure at stuff to a certain extent and this is nothing that is any way productive or helpful or valid in any way like it's one thing if you don't like the game and you want to rate it a five because it's too much like Last of Us One. Like that's a valid critique. Saying I don't like the protagonist is it like okay then don't play don't it. Don't play it. Yeah, it's you not knew made who the you, <laughs> you knew who the protagonist was going in. Don't don't play it. Uh, and I'm granted these people. I'm giving them too much credit. They're not playing it. Um, but at least to have fun with it. Neil Druckmann, the director of the game. Um, was like sent out a tweet yesterday that was like, I can't believe it. Less than 24 hours in, and we already have double the amount of review scores as the first game got in seven years. This is so amazing. Love the like support or whatever with a winky face kissy <laughs> right. emoji. Just like totally having fun with the fact that the people who are doing this are absolute tools. Yeah. So, um, I mean, well, that it, stuff's going to get removed anyway. So, yeah, I, maybe. I don't even know how Metacritic handles that. Like, do they take everything as valid? I, I don't remember. I, cause, Rotten Tomatoes changed theirs for review bombing where like you, you had to have a valid account and there was like they added steps to make it so that way there was less review bombing potential. I don't know what Metacritic did or does. I think they did for that kind of stuff. Like the last time I can't remember what game it was. Something happened. It was similar. It was just like, yeah, people are just hating on it to hate on it. Um, and then they like went and they were like, yeah, we're removing like non-valid reviews now. I yeah. think you have to like have an actual website or something like that. Well, this is just like that's for um, like reviewer scores. This is user scores. No, I think even user scores you have to put in like an actual website that can't be like your Facebook account or something like that. Oh, weird. I don't know. I, I remember them being. I yeah, can't they remember what, did something. I can't remember what game it was, but it was something very similar where people were just like griping on it because it was like I think it was like a Switch game or something like that, and they were like, "Oh, fuck this!" Oh, it was um, uh, the cop game. Uh, Astral Chain? Yeah, Astral Chain got a whole bunch of review bombs because they were like, oh, this game should be on PlayStation. Fuck this. It's on the Switch. And they're like, uh, who fucking cares? Like, It's not a review. That's just your gripe. Like, yeah, like, get over it. System exclusives get signed by the people who make the games. Like, that's not, like, too, too bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, you don't see people going, Last of Us 2 should be on Switch. Fuck this game. Like, grow up. Yeah. Grow up hair. Um, but yes, in my opinion, it's all great so far. And granted, I'm only two hours in. Um, but 
the story's just kicking off now, so I'm very excited to... Uh, I doubt your opinion is going to change much, though. <laughs> I mean, it, like, it could. It could just get repetitive, and, like, it's very possible that two hours isn't enough to know how the game will play. Like, already it does feel very similar <laughs> to the first game, but that's okay, because... If it, it broke. It was fun. Like, right. I did not put this time, for whatever reason, I got into it more than the very first time I tried to play it when I got a PS4 back in, I don't know, 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm much more inclined to continue playing this, and I don't really care if it's samey. They've changed up enough of it. It looks different. There already seems to be way more infected around than there was in the first game, which is a double-edged sword for me because I liked the fighting soldiers more than the infected just because, like, I don't like being super scared in games. So when a clicker comes out of nowhere from behind me and bites me in the neck, I don't find that as fun as, like, (laughs) I didn't properly attack the bad guys. So as the game wore on, there were less and less infected, it seemed like, which is okay by me. But now it seems like there are hordes and hordes of them so we'll see how that changes or stays the same throughout the rest of this game or what the balance there is but you know so far it's pretty similar like some of the visual stuff is a little different like the the button prompts aren't colored like they were and the the other one like it's not green for triangle and you know red for square it's just white for everything which sometimes makes it a little bit hard to stand out but it's not you know small gripes for what is otherwise an enjoyable experience Um, cool. So yeah, that was all I played this week. Uh, so we'll jump into the lightning round, not lightning round for this week. Uh, and we'll start things off with the EA play event for this week. Now, normally EA would kick off what is E3. Typically they're the Saturday, at least the last couple of years, they've been the Saturday conference, uh, to kind of kick off E3 week. Mm-hmm. Obviously E3 week is not a thing this year. Um, and given Sony's event earlier and some of the other things that have been going on, EA's kind of the last one to go, which is a little different. Uh, but they had their EA Play as part of IGN's uh, Summer of Super Fun Games, I think on Thursday. Showed off a bunch of new stuff, showed some details on some things that got confirmed earlier in the week. So uh, we'll run down those things here. This is in no particular order because I didn't watch it live. Uh, but first off, we got Apex Legends is coming to both Steam and Switch. Uh, and it's coming with full crossplay. So they showed off... Uh, part of the new season for Apex Legends, which, uh, to be honest, I have not played since two or three months into the yeah, very first one. Just the first few months. Um, which I like. I liked that game. I thought it was fun. I might check it out now that it's on Switch because I think I've said in the past that like I'm sad that Warzone isn't on something that I can play portably. Yeah. Um, so this might scratch that itch to play something that's a shooter on the go, like while just watching TV in the background or whatever. Right. So. Um, even with like when quarantine started and I was playing my switch more, I was playing Fortnite again a little bit here and there. Um, but I'd much rather play this. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So let's see the latest collection will come on Tuesday, the 23rd. I don't think that's when it's coming to switch and steam. That's going to be later in the fall. So some time, you know, for that. And maybe, you know, I'll be stuck inside for wave two of, of quarantine and it'll be great to have apex legends on switch so um that's exciting stuff obviously their whole new um like season is out and starting on tuesday that looks like it's got some like egyptian kind of feel to it from what i saw it was a lot of like 
crowns and headdresses and almost mummy-ish kind of things to it. Mm. Um, which, I mean, could be kind of cool. It's called Lost Treasures. So I think that's kind of the motif they're going for. Obviously, they're building up on the lore of the Titanfall universe, which I constantly forget. That's what this spawns yeah. <laughs> from. Uh, I don't forget that while playing the game, but I kind of forget it when like thinking about yeah. Apex Legends. Uh, but ultimately, that'll be cool. Will you play it when it comes to Switch, or are you just kind of like, eh, I don't care about the game anymore? I mean, I'll, I'll probably give it a shot. I don't really care about it, like especially how much stuff has been added to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who any of the characters are, and yeah. like, I'm not super big into battle royales like you are. Like, I'm just not very good at them. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're they're not very fun unless I have other people to play with. And yeah. I think that's when I had the most fun playing Apex Legends was like when you and I, or like when Joe and I, like when we were playing as a team. Well, and you had to at the start. Like, you had to play three versus three, versus three versus. Well, three. I mean, like, like you could play with other people. Like you play yeah. with randoms and stuff like that. But I think nobody wants to play with randoms. No. Um. So I had more fun when I was playing with people I knew, but. I mean, if it's free, so I'll give it a shot. Like, it's not gonna hurt, but I don't think I'll get into it. Um, so, the so that's coming, like I said, to Switch and Steam. They announced some other things coming to uh, Steam as well in the form of Sims Four, uh, which I didn't know wasn't already on Steam. I think it was probably something that was only available on like Epic. EA Origins because it's an EA game. Oh yeah, that so would have been. Yeah. Um, so that's cool that it's coming to Steam. Um, it's the base games and all the packs, it seems like. So I don't think there's anything that you won't be able to get on Steam that you couldn't. Uh, I don't think this will be a situation where you can add it to your Steam library. If you already had it on Origins, you'll probably have to rebuy it again. Uh, so if you're a holdout who was really hoping to play it and not have to download the EA client, <laughs> uh, which seems very nitpicky, but I know it. People hey, are like that, man. I, I know. I know how it happened with, you know, uh, the Epic game. Epic Game Store and everything like yeah. that. So... Um, I mean, if you're a Steam diehard and that's the only thing you play on is Steam, then Sims 4 is, is here for you. Um, they also announced some things, some more things coming to Switch, but weren't specific. So they did say that seven EA games are coming to Nintendo Switch this year. Um, confirmed so far Apex Legends, uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered, which I think is either out now or coming like this week. I could week. have sworn that came out already. Um, so... Uh, the, those are two of them. You have to assume a FIFA is one, just because like they've been coming out every year uh, on Ish. Switch. Yeah. So I don't think there'd be a Madden. I feel like if there was, they would have said so by now. Especially given that they they did show off Madden and FIFA as part of this for the next gen. Yeah. Uh, which nothing really to it. It just looks like Madden. It looks like FIFA. They and look they both, like people. And they they all look great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that, I mean that's that's good, but I don't I don't really know what else could be coming. I'd have to assume it's probably m- more older games or remasters or things like that. Like I don't think this is anything that's new from EA is going to also be on Switch. Yeah, just more remasters. Or so it'll uh, remain to be seen ports. what what those are. But you figure that's two or three of the seven. So there's four or five mystery games depending on whether or not FIFA is. A confirmed one or not fingers crossed it's a hockey game that'd be sweet yeah i, I mean, doubt even, it will be but like i would love a to-go hockey game yeah even i mean even if it's like the what was it the three on three from like the playstation 3 like if there's something like that yeah i think people would be fine with it it doesn't have to be uh nhl 22 like that i mean if it was it would probably be a watered down version the way that fifa is a more watered down version of the 
you know, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X versions of those games. Um, but, you know, they could do a smaller, you know, I, honestly put Blitz on Switch. Like, even if it's just the PS3 port with, like, newer rosters or something. What if it's Blitz the League? Honestly, that game, I think, was fun. Was that the one where you could rupture people's balls? Probably. They had, like, x-ray mode and stuff. There was, yeah. That might have been Blitz the League 2. I don't remember the specifics of it, but, like, you can give me arcadey sports experiences that are akin to, like, real-life sports with real athletes. It doesn't just have to be, like, super zany soccer that is just, you know, like, crappy arcade soccer. Like, you could give me something that is like a FIFA street or an NFL street, like those would be perfect on switch. And what a fun thing to have. Like, sorry, we can't give you full fledged frostbite engine Madden. But, yeah. I'm fine. But we can give you super fun arcadey blitz or street. Like, right. I, I want that. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like if that was the case, we would have again, heard about it by now. Cause those are things that probably would have set the internet ablaze. There but... is that um, soccer one that's coming out. I don't know if that's EA though. Uh, is that the one where it's almost like Mario Strikers? No, it looks exactly like FIFA Street, but it's called... Oh, we did talk about that at some point. Um, I don't remember, I don't remember what, what it was called. called. And it looked like a budget title. And then people were like, oh, I hope it's going to be like 30 bucks." And then they're like, no, it's a full-fledged game. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics of it. it um, so we'll go through some of the rest of these things while you're doing that. Um, new game from Hazelight, which is the company that made Brothers A Tale of Two Sons. And a way out, which I still need to finish. Uh, though I've got a, I've got a partner lined up for that, so I'm going to finish that game at some point. Joe, be damned! I'm throwing him aside. <laughs> Not waiting Street for him on this one. Power soccer is what that was. Street called. power soccer. It doesn't sound familiar, but still, it's that could a be cool. three v three v three like f- street soccer game. Um, that's coming out in September. It's not EA. It's though. not EA. Okay. No, it is uh, Maximum Games. Hmm. Cool. Um, so you're actually going to play a way out. Then? Yes, I am going to play a way out. I already have a partner lined up for it. It's going to be great. I will talk about it at some point whenever I can schedule that. Um, I'm excited for you to play it. It was, yeah. my, it was my game of the year. It was a ago. really fun game and I was sad that we didn't finish it. Um, but they've announced a follow-up game. Um, so after a way out, this one is called, uh, it takes two. So again, another co-op experience. Hopefully it's the same kind of, one person needs to buy it and two people can play it. You don't have to worry about it. Probably, hopefully, also another like 30 or $40 game mm-hmm. like A Way Out was. Um, this one, it takes two. It follows a child whose parents are divorcing. So to cope, she creates an imaginary version of them who must work together to make it through the story. Um, so that seems kind of cool. The art style of it kind of looks motion comic-y. Yeah, doesn't look very, look very good. Um, but I mean, the gameplay and the story is what's fun about those. Like granted a way out looked like a big budget AAA title, uh, that fit. It was still kind of cartoony, but yeah, but like, it still looked, it looked more like last of us than on right. PS3 than it like did this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that one I think was above and beyond in terms of graphics for them. This is obviously taking a different, um, art direction, mm-hmm. which is different from even brothers, a tale of two sons, which was a more cartoony like but 3d in like in that game so this is like 2d yeah. hand drawn so they're kind of running the the gamut of different styles which i think is cool mm-hmm. um uh joseph fairs who created the game did say this will blow your fucking mind away uh so Great. uh that's that's a lot of hype 
at the beginning. So we'll see if uh, if it leads to that and if our minds will be blown the fuck away. Well, I loved A Way Out. I did not like Brothers, but that's okay. Yeah. It was... Uh, but if anyway, they're trending in the right direction for you. Sure, yeah. It's, it's on its way out. Yeah. Uh, next up, the studio behind Faye, or F-E. I don't... I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, yeah. Zoink Games announced a game called Lost in Random, uh, which takes place in the world of Random, which is a dark kingdom where every citizen's future is determined by a roll of the dice. Um, in Sounds twen- like the most generic game pitch ever. Yeah. So in 2021, follow the tale of Even and her sidekick Dicey to play the odds and break the curse. Um, so there could be some cool, you know, <laughs> cool so- elements to it with the dice rolling and stuff. Sure. Uh, but it could, it could have like a cool like Dungeons and Dragons feel of it where like you don't know if you'll be able to do certain things until you roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's certainly something I have not seen in games. So that's... Well, I mean, everything's an RNG anyway, but it's just not an actual dice roll. Yeah. Like not a physical dice roll. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, come 2021. Uh, next up, we have Rocket Arena, which is a 3v3 hero shooter uh, where all the weapons are rockets. So Quake. Sure, I never played Quake. Quake was pretty much all, entirely rocket. I mean, mo- the the mode that most people played was rockets only. Yeah, so this is, uh, like I said, 3v3 hero shooter. Uh, use rockets to blow up the competition. It comes out July the 14th. Um, looks, again, looks like very cartoony. Uh, kind of feels like the Fortnite Destruction All-Stars, like that kind of art style of just like jump in and play. We've got bright, vibrant colors and explodey things and have yourself have yourself a time. Is this going to be free as well? I don't think so. It doesn't say. There's nothing specifically mentioned about free to play, um, but I, so I don't know about that. Uh, all right. So we talked about the EA Sports stuff, showed off Madden and FIFA. Uh, there was something very big happened, which uh, would be nor- super exciting if Joe was here, but unfortunately he is not. Um, we got a text that none of us are watching it live except for our friend Skip, who's been on the show before. Uh, and he just texted the group, it's happening, with no context whatsoever. And so, like, you were confused. My, I was confused. I immediately went to Google to be like, what? Thinking of Joe liked the movie The Happening, which is terrible, by the way. That's the one where the trees are mad at us. With yeah, Mark so Walker. I thought it was like some news because Skip is very much a news person. Yeah, I thought he was like sending us news that like the like pollen was killing people now or something like that. Oh. I was just like, oh, you, you thought it was a real life thing because 2020 could easily turn into the happening. Well, yeah, we got fucking killer hornets. Like, yeah, it could be now the pollen is killing us, and now the Earth is finally taking its toll. Like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, but. No. So the it that was happening was in reference to EA Play, um, which I did. Like, I knew that was going on. So my first track was, okay, what what just got announced? So I, like, typed EA Play or whatever. Like, I went to, I think, IGN or something like that to see what it was. And the very first article that popped up was the unveiling or, I guess, reveal that in the very early stages of development is a new skate game. Which, like, hold for dramatic effect. Is it really Skate 4, though? Yes. I think it is new Skate 4. Um, they said they're they're doing it. It's not a remake. It's not Skate 3 Mobile, which wasn't mentioned. Like, you'd think that that would have been a cool thing to be like, to tide you over, we're releasing Skate 3 on mobile, which we had talked about, like, a month or so ago when a professional skateboarder said he was contacted about putting stuff in skate yeah. three on mobile and he was just like are you ma-? he even said are you making a new skate game are you making skate four and they were like no 
And then he like hung up on them because it was like, fuck you. No one wants your mobile trash. Uh, so I think the very early stages of development are less than a month old. Like, I feel like this is a direct response to both Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered fanfare up the wazoo of everyone being super excited for it, as they should. Yeah. Uh, the backlash from people being mad that there's been no confirmation of Skate 4 to the point where they even said to the Pro Skater, we're not doing it, we're doing Skate 3 on mobile, that's it. On top of the 10 years of we want Skate 4 that everyone has been clamoring for, I think this is a very recent development. I don't. I think very early stages means they, the it's guys. It's written on a napkin. I think it's even less than that. I think it's just like a handshake agreement, virtually because it can't be in the same room with the director <laughs> of uh, Skate Three. Because uh, that's all this was. Is it was just a video of Cuz Perry and Darren Chang announcing that a new skate game is really, or, and that was their words, really, really, really early in development. So this is not something we're going to see this year. This is probably not something we're going to see until at least 2022, I'd imagine. It's most likely definitely going to be only on next-gen systems. A Switch port would be fantastic of the older games in the meantime or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe a Skate Collection. Um, but at the very least, we are getting a new Skate game. I'm excited for that. I liked the Skate games. Uh, we're now in a world of skateboarding game renaissance between Sessions and skater xl and granted quality may vary which did not look very good um but we're getting sessions skater xl tony hawk pro skater uh one and two remaster remade whatever i forget what the actual name of it is remake Uh, yeah so between that and a new skate uh, uh, awesome that's amazing stuff Mm -hmm. i'm very excited for that given Uh, it we have more information on it soon yeah but the fact that it's even acknowledged to be in development means that it's going to have to come out because I don't see this getting canceled. Like I, unless all of those other skateboarding games bomb, which, which like not. Tony Hawk's not going to bomb. No. The other two might, but their indie games are smaller. Tony Hawk's going to do gangbuster sales. I, I can almost guarantee it. I think if session bombs, it's going to be because it's a Microsoft property. Yeah. It's exclusive. If skater XL bombs, it could just be because it's a super Not budget great. title. <laughs> um, but Tony Hawk pro skater is going to sell out the door. Oh yeah. No problem. So, uh, short of that bombing unexplainably, then this has to come out cause there's no way they're going to announce that it's happening and then not do it. So fingers crossed, get excited. New skate game. This very much Eventually. also felt like the, uh, the E3 reveal of Jedi fallen order. Where they're just like, we have nothing to show. We have no information. But like, here's a guy in the crowd. He says he's working on a Star Wars game. Like, it felt very much like that. Where Can you just, show us a logo? No. That's the thing. No logo. No nothing. Just two dudes being like, we're getting back to basics. We're doing it. And it was. it's, it's always weird because like one of them is an older dude with like a gray like goatee and like gray hair talking like a skater. Which like to me in my brain is always like a, like a 14 to 21 year old kid. And, but he's just like, yeah. And like. It's like that Steve Buscemi thing where he's <laughs> kind dressed of, up like a skater. Yeah, hello fellow kids. Yeah. Um, kind of. But like, to be fair, this guy has been a part of skate culture for his whole adult life. So it makes sense that he sounds like that. But to me, in my brain, it just... I mean, Tony Hawk's an, also, an old dude, too. Like, yeah, but he's never really talked like, bruh. 
Like he's, I, I don't get that same vibe from him no. even back then. This like it just seemed weird. But it's just two dudes like in their office with their skateboarding stuff behind them, being like, "Yeah, we're doing it. It's gonna be great. Just get ready. Very early stages. Like don't expect it this year, but we're we're doing it." So good. Yeah. No. Very it's about ex- fucking time. Very exciting stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, so a couple big things uh, left here for the EA Play event. Uh, the next thing that we're gonna talk about is something that uh, was rumored then confirmed last week which we talked about um and then we got a full trailer for on monday and then we got gameplay reveal and details on thursday uh and it's a game i'm very very excited about it is star wars squadrons this is the new uh ea motive x-wing tie fighter pilot game first person um takes place post return of the jedi um it's gonna have single player online multiplayer uh, VR support start to finish. Um, story is written by the same person who wrote the story for Battlefront 2. Uh, and it looks amazing. What did you think of Star Wars Squadrons? Uh, it looks great. I was curious because like, the gameplay didn't look like it was single player at all. And like I'm more concerned about the single player in these types of instances. Mm-hmm. Um, but given it's only, I think it was like a $40 game. It's a $40 game. comes out October the 2nd. Uh, it is good. They did say full single player story. Don't know what full means. Yeah, it's I mean, a shooter, it so it's probably. Um, I mean, probably ten. Like I'm, that's what Call of Duties are, and it's while it's a space dog fighting game, it's essentially a shooter. Like in terms of what you can expect from a story. Yeah, I would say it's somewhere probably between Battlefront Two story and my like Call of Duty story in terms of length. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking of Battlefront because it was the only thing they compared it to, which yeah. was what like two hours long. No, the Battlefront. No, I think it was like I think it was like eight. I was it really? Like, I think it was longer than that. I don't remember. Let's see. Look it up. I think I remember it being super short, but I also might be just remembering the Titanfall. Um, like the Titanfall 1 quote-unquote story. Because mm. um, that was also like two hours long. I think it was like three missions or something. The Titanfall 1 didn't have a story to it. It did. It, oh, okay. But it was just like t- tutorial multiplayer like playing against bots pretty much. Yes. And then they just tied it together with cutscenes. Um, so it's five to seven hours is Battlefront 2's campaign. Okay. So, I mean, I, for $40 to get a five to seven hour campaign, if that's what we get, Mm -hmm. plus the multiplayer stuff, I'm all for it. Well, and like they said that you can customize your, uh, your pilot and stuff like that. And like the ships. Yeah. So you'll be able to customize your pilot. You'll be playing. The story will interweave between two pilots that you will create yourself. Um, so one is a rebel pilot. One is the remains of the empire pilot so you can customize both you can customize your x-wings your tie fighters your bombers your a-wings your y-wings um all your different ships uh and you'll be able to do that all with stuff that you earn in game there will be no microtransactions um so they did confirm that right out of the gate for those that were worried that we could have a battlefront to repeat they got to come out with that well because a game like this would be ripe for oh yeah um for microtransactions they said no microtransactions everything will be earned in game um, it will be, like I said, it'll be playable in VR start to finish, which I'm beyond excited for, uh, because the battlefront one V X wing VR mission was really cool, uh, in VR, but it was just really short. It's just one little quick yeah. mission. Um, so a full, like if I get a full five to seven hour, like star Wars space flight game in VR, like first person look around the cockpit, I'm here, I'm here for it all day long. I'm happy for you. Yeah. It'll uh, make me throw up. <laughs> uh, no, I'm super excited. They did confirm 
uh, in the as part of the EA Play event, they did confirm at the very least uh, flight stick support uh, with uh, the hands-on throttle. Like, so you don't necessarily have just a joystick, but you have the joystick and throttle mm-hmm. uh, for PC. The EA Help website mentions it for both. I think. Um, so if I can play this with a joystick and throttle, like I'm going to do what I did for Ace Combat, but I'm not going to return it because <laughs> like, I want to play Ace Combat in VR and I wanted to have the full thing. But like I knew I wasn't going to buy and keep Ace Combat. Right. I knew I wasn't going to, you know, play that at all. So I returned everything to be like, OK, I played it. It was cool. I had fun. But like this is not a thing I'm going to play constantly. Squadrons will be a thing I play constantly. I mean, I put tons of hours into Battlefront. And that's just, you know, playing a shooting game on the ground. Like, this will be, this will be awesome. You're going to be a master. I'm, honestly, dude, I'm, I'm hoping that they, they have a bundle that comes with a flight stick. They did say that they would confirm what flight sticks work closer to, uh, closer to launch, which yeah. is only a couple months away. Um, so hopefully they, if they don't announce some kind of bundle, I'm just going to go out and buy the Ace Combat stick again, uh, if it works with it, so I can have that and be ready to play, because... Like I'm already thinking about like, duh, duh, can I can I build a cockpit? Like, what can I do to make this the most immersive experience possible? Like, come home to like a cardboard fort. Honestly, I'm so like I'm so tempted. <laughs> like I'm already thinking about like, can I 3D print a helmet that looks like a rebel helmet that will fit over, over the VR, where like the VR front is like the goggles on the helmet? Like, is that possible? And what would it take? And can I do it? And who on Etsy has already made it? That's all. <laughs> It's always been racing through my mind all week, um, but it goes some of the details here. It takes place just after the destruction of the Death Star 2. Again, you're swapping between pilots. You will be seeing characters from across the Star Wars universe. In the trailer, you do see Wedge Antilles, who is part of the original trilogy. Um, you also There is a cameo from Harrison Dula, who is the one of the main characters on Star Wars Rebels. So this will be her first appearance outside of that show. Uh, and outside of like the book, a couple of books she's been in, there's an Alphabet Squadron book um, that she's like a general in the rebellion that takes place later. You hear her name in Rogue One over like the intercom saying like General Sandola, please report to whatever. Um, but this will be her next appearance, like actual appearance outside of the Star Wars Rebels um, show, which will be pretty cool because I do like that show and I think that will be fun. Uh, what else did we get here? Uh, multiplayer details. They did say that there will be a couple of different multiplayer modes. Uh, one will be a 5v5 battle, which I do hope has bots in it because if you're just five ships versus five ships in a space environment, that's probably not going to be too like, you know, intense. I kind of want to feel like I'm, there's someone at my back constantly and 5v5 doesn't seem like a lot. Um, Given how long the matches are. Yeah, but also like playing the like the space battle parts of like Battlefront Two, there are like there are people in those ships, but you know the like the area in which you're kind of allowed to go is smaller. To where if like if you try to fly too far out into space, it's like, hey man, we need your help in the battlefield. You got to turn around. So there's like an arbitrary way to keep them close. Right. Um, it also. They showed off as part of the EA Play event um, that there will be something very similar to uh, Galactic Assault where in Battlefront 2 where it's basically staged combat. So the first one is control the battlefield. Once you do that, then you move on to trying to destroy two smaller ships. 
then you go on to try to destroy the capital ship. And at any point, if you fail with your time frame, you move back. So it's one of the, that like tug of war yeah, of yeah, yeah. moving forward or backward. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, there's just a dogfight mode, um, which is just, you know, all out who can destroy the most things. That one will probably contain bots. Um, I don't know. They did say that like your squadron is a team of five, uh, which makes sense. But I don't know if it'll be like like a war zone style thing where it's you and or, you know, like or like Battlefield where it's you guys are all on the same team, but you you're each in your own squad of four or five. Like Battlefront is the same way. Like it seems like something that you'd want to like brag about. Be like, oh, you you and a like squad of five face five other squads or something like that. Yeah, total of X amount of people on the map. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fleet Battles is the name of the um, like Galactic Assault Mm. version uh, for this. But yeah, this will be out October second. PlayStation Four, Xbox One, PC. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm beyond stoked for this. This looks great. Is there a physical version, or is this just a digital-only game? I assume there'll be a physical version. I haven't, like, checked to see. Um, I'll probably pre-order it digitally anyway, just because it'll be an easy thing to pick up and play constantly. Unless there's some kind of... Yeah, unless there's a bundle with a stick or some kind of collector's (laughs) edition. Yeah. um, Then I will probably just get it digitally, because this will be a thing that I want to pick up and play. Like, Battlefront 2 is a thing that I'm so glad I have digitally, because I can just play matches whenever I feel like it. This will be that way for me. Um, But again, if there's something cool, collector's edition or flight stick something. I mean, the best bundle for me would be, it's a flight stick that comes with a digital code. Like, that'll be hands down. They're like, all right, done. <laughs> right. Don't need to swap a disc. No. Nope. If it's some cool Star Wars looking, it's got the logos on it. Like, it's got the cool buttons and stuff. Like, it's got writing. Like, if that's what it comes with, then please make that a thing. Again, I wish Joe was here to say, like, yeah. to say that make he wants this too, to make it come real. <clears throat> um, but I'm going to have to focus all my energy in, in hoping that there is a flight stick bundle at some point for this game, because that'll be super awesome. Uh, and then the very last thing they showed off as part of the EA Play event was just a look at the future of EA on next gen. Nothing really of note to show here, uh, but they did go through like tech demos of sorts uh, for Dragon Age, battle, the next Battlefield, uh, the next Need for Speed, um, and an EA motive project that isn't Squadrons. It's some other new game that they just showed off in like a blocky, untextured because it looked like they had a gravity gun of some kind, basically saying, like, well, this was only possible on next-gen systems because of the the power of, you the know... The flops and the exactly. solid states. Um, but yeah, they showed off, like, a giant tree from Dragon Age, and they were like, yeah, Bioware takes dreams and makes them reality, or nightmares, or whatever, and look at the tech they can do. And uh, they showed off some cars, which looked amazing, uh, from Criterion, the makers of Need for Speed. Uh, and then Battlefield, they showed off... Uh, I think it was like Battlefield 3 on PlayStation 3, Battlefield 4 on, what is it, PS4 and Xbox, I think, still. Uh, And then Battlefield 1 and just like showed how the graphics got better. And then they showed like characters running in like a, you know, massive kind of storming the front lines kind of thing for the next gen Battlefield, which they didn't confirm, though the models kind of look like we might be getting a World War II again. Um but we'll uh, we'll see. That was really kind of War, all they World showed War off. Two. Yeah, that's all they showed off uh, from the EA Play event. So, is there anything that like got you super excited from this? Or... Obviously, skate. Yeah, skate. Skate was the big surprise. 
Um, and then I was looking forward when they announced Squadrons on Monday to hear more details on Thursday. And so, I mean, my game of the show essentially is Squadrons, but I knew that going in. Yeah. Well, and I'll be curious to know what the other Switch games are, too. Like I yeah. said before, I want a hockey on the Switch would be nice. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it's just going to be like whatever new port they're going to put. Dragon Age 2 on the Switch or something like that. Yeah, like it's certainly possible that that's what we get. So we'll uh, we'll see uh, what comes from that later in the year. All right, next up, lightning round. Uh, there was a surprise Pokemon event at the beginning of the week. Uh, it wasn't a Pokemon Direct. It was just like a... Well, they teased it earlier. They oh, said, I missed the tease. Oh, yeah, they teased it and they said like new Pokemon announcement, like big Pokemon announcement coming like in three days or something like that. Yeah. Um, so this was called a Pokemon Presents, so not a Nintendo-themed thing, which makes sense when you look at some of the announcements from it. Um, they range from very surprising and cool to, okay, what the hell is this? Um, so we'll go through. I think there was only really three things that were announced. Yep. Um, the first of which was uh, a game called Pokemon Cafe Mix. Uh, it's a puzzle game with its own special cafe that caters to Pokemon, uh, where you'll be tasked with serving your Pokemon guests by completing puzzles. Um, so you'll be able to recruit Pokemon whose skills will help making solving the puzzles easier. Um, it's going to be on mobile and Switch. Did you, what I did you looked, think about this? Um, I looked to see if it was on mobile. It's not actually out yet. No. Um, I thought it was going to be one of those things that, like, you can play it on mobile now and, like, get it on Switch when it comes out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm still in the market for a mobile game. Uh, I did. This would have been perfect for you. Uh, if it was well, out right now. And, and it says it's one of the free to start games. So I think it's going to be like, I don't know how much. I think it was like 30 bucks on the Switch. So, huh. um, But it did say something about like that you could pick up and like have your stuff carry over from either. Oh, that's cool. Um, if I remember right. Um, and it looks like um, Yoke Watch has a, a mobile game called Wibwab. And like it looked exactly like that. Hmm. Or. Um, uh, the Tsum Tsum game is the same thing where it's like little blobs come down from the screen and then you have to connect them in like a circle or like in a chain. Um, and it's not like a grid or anything like that. It's just like they're dropped into a bowl sort of thing. And this one obviously is like swirl. So like you're making, I guess, Soup coffee or whatever, or whatever yeah. um, for your Pokemon. So given how much it's going to be in the free to start, like, I don't know what that means uh, cost wise, but like, I'll obviously download it on the phone. Cause that's something I, it, I've been needing, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've been playing a like word game on my phone, but that's not good enough. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the carryover for the switch is going to be, if there is going to be any, um, but I'll, I'll absolutely try this. There you go. Um, the weirdest thing announced as part of the three announcements uh, was something called Pokemon smile. Uh, which is a Pokemon game that it gets you to brush teeth. That is also free to play on the phone. Yes. Uh, so this is, it's basically there are mini games to catch Pokemon as you brush your teeth. Um, I should have tried this. I it should've. gives you incentives <laughs> to have good habits while brushing your teeth. So, I mean, really, if you want to think about it, there's that Pokemon Sleep, which helps Didn't you. Didn't ever come out. Uh, not yet. Not yet. So that helps you get better sleep. Pokemon Go gets you out and walking. Uh, so Pokemon Smile. Basically, they think the Pokemon fans are just unkempt, disgusting people who really need the help in well, just getting their life on track. It's meant for children. <laughs> oh, okay. The trailer specifically had, like, uh, a mom chasing her son around saying, like, is this you? Can mm. you never get your kid to brush his teeth? And they're like, you know, now with this. And then, like, shows him, like, setting it up in front of the, like, the mirror and, like... 
it'll time you and then you can catch Pokemon and like get stickers and stuff for brushing your teeth and having it like it, brushing your teeth has nothing to do with it. Like you can essentially just sit this like it's a timer. Like press start and wait yeah. and get your sticker and then do whatever. <laughs> have you have you tried it? I was going to and I completely forgot until just now. I will absolutely try this just for shits and gigs, just yeah. to like see what it is. Um, but just, yeah, it looks ridiculous. Just streaming on Twitch, just like hey, we're playing Pokemon Smile today. <laughs> we're just brushing our teeth You'd for have four to have hours. Two phones though. Yeah, that's fine. There's two. Uh, you got one. I got one. We'll, <laughs> Let's perfect. do it. <laughs> perfect. Um, so yeah, that is available now on iOS and Android. Uh, and then the big thing to come out of this, which was incredibly surprising and weird that this wasn't saved for some kind of, I know the June direct got postponed, but I feel like this would have been right at home in a big E3 type Nintendo direct for Nintendo. Uh, and it's the announcement of a new Pokemon snap. Yeah. So Pokemon snap is finally coming after 20 years. Yeah. Since the N64. Give it to, which was probably what? 98. That game came out. think so So 20 plus years we've been waiting for a new pokemon snap uh those that don't remember or aren't old enough it's a game where you ride around in a safari and take pictures of pokemon and And then you can go to blockbuster and have them printed out oh shoot damn now i guess you could blockbuster yeah now you could print them out i'm sure you'll be able to like trade in your nintendo like gold coins or platinum coins or whichever one doesn't get platinum is the one coins is the one that doesn't actually have a monetary value yeah you'll probably be able to cash those in to get prints of them or something or like a frame that they'll send it in my guess is it just transfers to your phone like since the nintendo yeah the nintendo account carries over for all that kind of stuff um my guess is there's going to be some sort of phone app that'll like let you like have them on your phone to use as your wallpaper or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the first Pokemon Snap is 1999. 99. So just a little over 20, 20 years, years ago. Um, there was a game. There was gameplay of this, but again, it's just camera reticle on Pokemon, and yeah, then you I take a picture really and they go. The allure of Pokemon Snap. Like I played the demo at like Blockbuster a mm-hmm. bunch because on the kiosk. it was there. Yeah. Um, but like I had a friend who had it and I was just like, yay, it's like thing. (laughs) Maybe it'll be nicer on the, or like neater on the switch because it can use the the gyro function. Yeah. So it'll be like holding up a digital camera. There might be AR or some, you know, I granted the switch doesn't have, no, but, um, something akin to that where it like, it'll make you feel like you're out in the wild taking pictures. Again, it's just a -a collect-a-thon for the most part. It's just how many, can you capture them all but not catch them but just capture them right and then like phone there was i think it came out on something i think it was on the wii u that they like put it out again because i remember playing it again on a console it's probably a wii u virtual console game or something Um, because there was like a way like i remember like you had to do certain things to get certain things to happen later on in the like in your quest or whatever so if you took picture of this then a pikachu would be like a female pikachu would be seen here instead of a male pikachu or something like that mm-hmm. um but it was never a, a thing i really cared about i also never had an n64 so it was not something i really needed and again i think this is more for nostalgia factor and for younger fans yeah like this isn't going to be some 60 dollar game or anything like that it is in fact 60 dollars. is it it is i would have thought 40 at most no you can pre-order right now for a full fucking price wow um but 
It makes sense. I think this, you were saying, like, you thought this was going to be something that they should have announced in, like, a um, Nintendo Direct. Yeah. This is, like, a Pokemon Direct. So this is their thing now. And, like, the Pokemon company is obviously big enough to have their own. Yeah. But it was, like, also presented by, like, a dude in his office, like, surrounded by Pokemon stuff. So, like, I, yeah, maybe it would do well in a Nintendo Direct, but it does make sense that, like, Pokemon has their own thing now. No, yeah, I totally understand, like, the fact that they could do this. I just would have, like, this seemed like it would have been a perfect thing to announce as part of a Nintendo Direct, which we probably would have had last week. Right. Um, And then maybe if you do this Pokemon Presents thing, that's where you get gameplay or a deeper explanation of what it is or it's like features or something like that um where you get like the like how we got the trailer for squadrons and then we got the details as part of the like ea play Mm -hmm. um either however you slice it it's still cool that it's coming out because this is very much a nostalgia grab for anyone who had it was a pokemon fan on n64 yeah um now i guess they're just waiting on a new pokemon stadium and and the you know trifecta will be complete (laughs) Even that wasn't very good. Like I liked Pokemon Stadium way more than I liked regular Pokemon. But you're not like a big RPG person. No, that's exactly yeah. why. Like I, it's it's something where like I thought like what is it Pokemon Tournament or whatever would have been something cool. But like I don't really like the fighting games so much. Like right. I liked the just battling of it, which I thought was cool. Yeah. So I would get more excited for that. Um, but Pokemon Snap's cool. I'm excited for all those people that love Pokemon Snap. Even yeah, though it's not a thing that tons I ever of people played. have nostalgia over it yeah for sure uh cool lightning round uh unfortunately we got another delay of a high profile game this week as cyberpunk 2077 uh got delayed from september the 17th uh to november the 19th uh in a statement from uh what is it uh like cd project red i was like red something red Project CDs? Oh, well, in my head, I just I was like, it's red. And then my head was just like, dead redemption. Like, no, that's not. That's a game, <laughs> Other stupid. Um, they did say that uh, those, are, those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it. Um, they did say that at the time of writing, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished both content and gameplay wise. The quests, the cutscenes, the skills, the items, the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there. Uh, but such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, uh, requires that they properly go through everything to balance game mechanics and fix a bit of the bugs. So this is just a polishing thing. Um, I assume social distancing has a big to do with this where everyone's working from home, uh, which slows down productivity and things of that nature. Mm. So, um, I mean, this is something that while it sucks, it's ultimately good for the fans and, uh, will be a worthwhile endeavor. I would think, um, to when this pushes, this also will probably change how some people buy this game because I feel like September the ninth or November the 19th is probably pretty close to when we can expect next-gen systems hopefully Um, you would think we would hear sometime soon when they're coming yeah well xbox's next event for the series x is their first party showcase in july and i assume somewhere in july early august we're going to get price and release date for these i know they're both both companies are playing chicken to reveal the price pennies i don't know how much i'm uh maybe potentially not spending there was a new rumor from amazon like denmark or something this week that priced it at around 550 the playstation 5 at least uh around 550 for the physical disc version and four 
I think, or five, either 450 or 500 for the digital. Okay, that's good. So, I think that's about my cap. Yeah. 550 So, I mean, you figure when the PS4 Pro came out, it was 400 So, you figure anywhere from 400 to 500 for the digital and 500 to 600 for the um, physical is probably what we're going to get. Um, but they both say holiday in November, like mid November is when holiday really kicks off because a week later is Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. Thanksgiving might be late this year, but um, you want to get these things out before black Friday. So I don't know if they will have a PS five and Xbox series X version of the game on the disc available day one, if these systems are already out or if it will be a thing where you have to go buy the PS four Xbox one version and then get the upgrade because they also confirmed this week that um, the PlayStation four version will get the free upgrade to PlayStation five much in the same way that we're getting smart delivery with the Xbox one and Xbox series X. Yeah. So uh, it sucks that it's delayed again because it was delayed from what the spring originally. Yeah. Um, But you know, it was like May or something like that. Yeah. Originally the launch date for it. But (laughs) when done is done is a, is a good thing to have. So that's fine. Well, uh, we will get it eventually and before the end of the year and on the uh, next-gen systems. Uh, speaking of next-gen systems, lightning round, uh, there was a new rumor this week, I think based on job listings, uh, that point to a new Mortal Kombat game as well as a new next-gen Injustice game uh, because both of those uh, would be coming from NetherRealm Studios uh, who posted job listings. Uh, what did they say? Um, they're for principal software engineer in the realm of graphics. Um, so they're looking for graphics to drive the next generation console graphics vision for Mortal Kombat and Injustice franchises. As a principal graphics engineer, you will work closely with the lead engineer and the rest of your peers to develop a state-of-the-art graphics technology for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. So no real surprise there. Those games always do very well. Um, the first Injustice is actually free right now on all of the systems that it's available for. And it's like the Hero Edition or Ultimate Edition or whatever, all the really? DLC. Um, yeah, I sent the text the other day. Uh, I did not get that. Oh, yeah, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Our phones don't like each other sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is, uh, that's cool. I'm excited for that. I like the stories of those games. I still haven't beat the story for two, but. Neither have I. I played um, the crap out of the first one, though. Yeah, I lo- and I love the comic that went along with the first one and even after the first one. It's just a good, un- I like that Injustice universe of just like fucked up heroes hating each other. Um, so that's exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, not too surprising. I mean, Mortal Kombat 11 did really well. Um, all of the Mortal Kombat since 9, which was the reboot of sorts, mm-hmm. have done really well. Um, so it's not surprising at all that we're getting next-gen versions of either of those. Uh, but just something cool to look forward to. And theoretically, they're, they've they got this job posting out there. So hopefully we'll get state-of-the-art, super awesome graphics. So, I mean, they already look good. So yeah. it's just they're going to look better. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure the things that you can do with the different engines and solid state drives and stuff will make loading better and that'll make for some really cool like environmental stuff oh my god soul caliber should learn from that uh if they ever make another one well the loading for soul caliber 5 or whatever the last one was was like straight up minutes for for uh rounds yeah that's bad all right lightning round uh there's a new rumor this week uh and i guess there was a rumor a couple weeks ago but we didn't cover it uh with regards to merchandising had come out for a um, a new look for a long-standing video game character, uh, but more concrete leaks came out uh, confirming that there is a new Crash Bandicoot 
in the works um, and that it'll be available this year for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, it is officially titled Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Uh, so this will follow up on the Crash 1, 2, and 3 that came out on the PlayStation and then recently came out as part of the Insane Trilogy. Um, we get this by way of the Taiwanese Digital Game Rating Committee who have rated this game for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it's now been removed, so you can't really find it online, but there's pictures everywhere. Um, it's got kind of a new look for Crash. Uh, basically, the uh, plot of this game is Crash is relaxing and exploring his island in his time, 1998, uh, when he finds a mysterious mask hidden away in a cave, Lanny Lowly. The mask is one of the quantum masks and apparently knows Aku Aku. Uh, when the quantum mask returning and a quantum rift appearing near our heroes, they decide to bravely head through the different times and dimensions to stop whoever is responsible. Um, so the first thing that came to mind was the new Ratchet and Clank game when That's I saw what this. I was just thinking too. Uh, Rift Apart, um, but obviously this will be out first, I believe. Um, I don't think there's there's no like confirmation of it yet. Uh, nothing in terms of a release date or anything like that. Uh, the only thing that's known at this time outside of that description from the ratings board uh, is that according to the box, uh, Toys for Bob is making this game. Uh, they're the ones who made the um, Spyro Reignited trilogy. Uh, not the uh, insane trilogy, which was made by Vicarious Visions. So, uh, well, I think that's more to do with it being an Activision developer versus you know something else. Like, I think that's why the Spyro one was made. Um, I'm not sure exactly the rights or whatever. Given mm. the first, because like the Crash Bandicoot rights are owned by Activision now, but I feel like the rights for the first games are still technically like playstation owned maybe or even oh. potentially naughty dog owned yeah. so there would have had to have been some kind of collaboration there on that one uh whereas this one can just be straight up whatever activision wants because it's a new oh, I guess it's a sense. new game yeah that's i mean that's my assumption i don't know concretely if that's hmm. why it's not vicarious visions or some other developer but um it's being made by toys for bob kind of a cool premise it seems like i mean the insane trilogy was good uh, I heard the Reignited trilogy for Spyro was good as well. Yeah. Um, so if that's the indication of what they can do in terms of a 3D platformer, like this is pretty exciting stuff. I was sure. never a huge Crash fan, but like I own the Insane trilogy. I own Crash Team Racing. So you uh, love Crash Team Racing. I do love Crash Team Racing, but I love Crash Team Racing in playing with other people, not in playing by myself. Because I, I really was only terrible at it. I've only ever played it with other people. So yeah. Other than like making sure I didn't have to unlock things in the you know the the re nitro refueled or whatever, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, this is this is kind of cool. I mean, it's a it'll probably be a budget title if I had to guess, given the fact that we've heard nothing about it. Some reason this just screams to me forty dollar like cash in almost. Well, and it has to be done too for the rating boards to have it because yeah. like they have to play the game. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm I'm surprised that this wasn't a thing that was teased out at all. I feel like this could have been a cool like E3 reveal on somebody's stage where they're like Crash Bandicoot and it's out now. Uh, and now they're just waiting for the perfect time to drop that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I mean, this is th- as a surprise release for a game that you'd think could garner fanfare, given the fact that the insane trilogy did well. This is technically the first straight up sequel to those PlayStation. I know there have been other crash games after those three, but this is, titled crash four like this yeah. is and it takes place at the beginning in 1998 according to the description right. so 
a direct sequel to those games all these years later, I would have thought would have garnered more fanfare than a stealth surprise release. Um, but it seems for the most part, that's what we're getting. Um, in uh, the IGN article, they did mention that they recently received at IGN a 200 piece puzzle with the message, a little something to help pass the time, all capitals quotations, um, which has the, which when put together, uh, revealed the mask from the, uh, the box art. So, Cute. um, they're clearly were doing so like, I hadn't heard of the puzzle, like this was only mentioned as part of the leak with the review. And then there were some things I did see about like there were pins and maybe like postcards or t-shirts or something that had the new look to crash. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it, most of it's still the same. But when I say new look, I don't mean like he's got new clothes and he's right. got a he's new a different like, color. Yeah, he's got a new fancy haircut. Like not that. It's just like an, an updated. updated yeah. Um, a little bit goofier. I think his eyes are a little wider than what I would typically remember and his tongues out and everything so uh yeah new crash uh, should be coming soon you gonna excited for a new crash game no if it's a if it's a budget game i might get it eventually like if it's a full 60 dollar game then i'm waiting for it to be 20 dollars or yeah to potentially and pick it up free yeah um but like i can get down with a 3d platform and it seems like we're getting more and more of those in coming between ratchet and the Sackboy adventures and the Astrobot Playroom and New Crash, like, seems like a good time for a 3D platformer. Yeah, that's not my, it's not my thing. Um, I remember playing the like PS One, like the very first one, um, and just being incredibly frustrated. But it's just, I don't know, it's not my jam. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, all right, lightning round. We got an updated release date for this week. This week for a game that I was looking forward to that got delayed at the absolute last minute. Um, <laughs> Aspire uh, put out on Twitter today that they uh, have a new release date for Episode 1 Racer on Switch and PS4, which was supposed to come out uh, beginning of May, uh, but was delayed uh, due to, I think, coronavirus at the time. Just everybody working from home couldn't really get all of the, uh, the items in order to get it done in time. And ultimately, I think the PS4 one was delayed first and the Switch one was delayed like the day before it was set to come out. The new release date is the 23rd, uh, so that will be out starting on Tuesday, which is exciting because I very much am looking forward to playing that game again. Are you and that's it? on the Switch? Yeah, Switch and PS4. Nice. Are you going to get it? No. I'm, I'm hoping to you know have some decent like online stuff for it uh, to be able to play with other people, and then obviously like couch co-op when you can have people in a room for more Have they than... said it's going to be a playable online? I think that they did originally. Uh, where did I see it? Yeah, I don't remember. It's not here, like, in this article that I'm looking at. Um, but for some reason, I feel like it did say online. But also, like, modern controls and everything. Let's see. I'm just double-checking to see if the uh, if it's going to have online or not. Oh, no. Split-screen multiplayer and LAN multiplayer on Nintendo Switch. So maybe if you're all in the same area... You can use the ad hoc or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be cool. I mean, that's better than just like necessarily having everybody sit down in front of the TV, but we can all be in the same general area. Bumping into each other. Yeah. Online would be cool, but I guess no online for that. Um, so it's going to be a big week. There's a lot of stuff coming out. I still got to play SOS 2, finish that. Ninjala comes out on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. I watched the new trailer for that, which was like some weird West Side Story, like them snapping and dancing against each other <laughs> okay i mean that's what ninjas do right they snap and they dance yeah no? like west side story yeah uh, and everything's made out of bubble gum huh okay 
but yeah, so uh, I'm I'm excited for uh, for both of those things. Yeah, Ninjala's gonna be great. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, there was an update to a long-standing saga uh, regarding previous Guinness World Record holder Billy Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, who is um, famous for the King of Kong documentary about his uh, world records for um, King, uh, Donkey Kong. I was gonna say King Kong, but that's the name it's of the movie. movie and a video game. Not the video game. Peter but. Jackson's King Kong. Oh, yeah, that's true. There was the Peter Jackson's King Kong game. Um, but originally, and I think Joe and I, maybe you had covered this previously, yeah. uh, where he had lost the Guinness World Records uh, because it had come to light that he was most likely not playing on an actual machine. And he was playing on some kind of emulator or emulated game, but not a standard um ultimately Pac-Man and Donkey Kong game cabinet. Um, So therefore those records were removed. He's controversy follows this guy wherever he goes because he's kind of a dick from all intents and purposes. (laughs) That Um, we've seen him being portrayed as. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the guy personally. Everything's edited, so who knows. Um, But that's kind of the the rub against him is that he's kind of a rough dude to um, interact with. Um, so the controversy constantly follows him. That was one thing. Uh, though this week, the Guinness World Records has reinstated those records, um, saying, quote, in light of compelling new evidence received by Guinness World Records, the records management team has unanimously decided to reverse the decision made in April 2018 in regards to video game high scores achieved by Billy Mitchell between 1982 and 2010. Um, so this is in directly in regards to five records. The highest score on Donkey Kong, which he set in November 7th of 1982. Uh, first perfect score on Pac-Man from 1999. Highest score on Donkey Kong. Uh, so the next three are highest scores on Donkey Kong, and that is from uh, June 4th, 2005, July 14th, 2007, and July 31st, 2010. Um, so ultimately they said... Um, that the new evidence comes in the form of new eyewitness accounts, expert gameplay analysis, and hardware verification. Uh, the team's conclusion was that the evidence did not support the conclusions made in April 2018 that Mitchell had achieved his records using emulation instead of arcade machines. Uh, as such, all five records have been restored. So um, I guess he's now back on top of that, which is what he constantly fights for. So good for him. I, mean, I don't those know are how like, that can be verified through like VHS tapes. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it depends because it said eyewitness accounts. Like, how many people do they talk to? Right. Do those people know Billy? Like, are they friends with him? Were they just the guy that worked at you know Flynn's Arcade or whatever? Uh, Galaxy Twin Galaxies. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's the arcade he was supposedly doing. Well. Yes. Yeah, the, Flynn, Flynn's Arcade is from Tron, and I knew that oh, when I okay. said it, but I just wanted to throw out a random name. The arcade name. That's right, I dropped Tron in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I I mean, if you've watched the King of Kong, uh, what was the name of that documentary? King of Kong. Yeah, King of Kong. Yeah. Where, like, they're all competing to get the highest score in Donkey Kong, and he just shows up with, like, this VHS tape he's had of him, like, playing Donkey Kong. He's like, Kong. boom, I already did it. Yeah, like, that seems shady as shit, and, like, what can be verified more than that? Like, people clearly weren't there watching him do it, so, I I don't know. It seems like one of those things that, like, he probably argued about over and over again, and, like, Dennis was just like, yeah, I, I don't care anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how dude, much... Dude, you're, you're over it already, like, I wonder f- how much fine. bitching and moaning were done 
to to get this overturned. I mean, he did file a lawsuit against Twin Galaxies for defamation uh, after that. Like, they came out and were like, no, you didn't get it or whatever. Right, so my guess is this is all just being like, fine, dude, you want your name in the record book? Like, here, you can have it. I mean, but that's his thing. Like, his... He's nothing really without uh, his. He has a, a very lucrative hot sauce business. Huh. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it was it was like a big part of the documentary mm. too. Um, like that's what he does. Like that's his day job is he makes and manufactures hot sauce. Okay. Well, he'd still be nothing without these records. So. Yes, and without that documentary. Too. Yeah. Yeah. People wouldn't know who he was outside of like the hardcore Donkey Kong community or Pac Man communities. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know. Maybe it's just my like not wanting to like the dude but also at the same time i think if this was anybody i'd be like dude who cares yeah. like literally no one gives a shit man that's cool you Sorry. probably whined bitched enough to them be like well we can't not like it's the innocent until proven guilty thing like yeah. we can't not not disprove it because all you've given us is a vhs tape so fine you can have it back so mm-hmm. you can shut up <laughs> leave us alone dude so so there you go he's uh he's now back on top in the world of, of donkey kong and Pac-Man. Well, well he's the, well, the, the first first to do perfect yeah. score um, in Pac-Man. Sure. Good for him. Congrats, Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Now stop bitching. Yeah. Quit your whining. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. Did I miss anything for the lightning round? Not lightning round. No, I think that'll do it this week. Cool. Uh, that will do it this week for the lightning round. Not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m., on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. So let us know what you thought of EA Play. What was your game of the presentation? Uh, which of the new Pokemon games are you most excited for? Is it Snap? Is it Smile? Is it Cafe Mix? Um, are you sad about Cyberpunk? Do you get it? Are you like excited that now they're going to be even more polished than they were before? Uh, which do you want to play more on next gen mortal Kombat, or injustice are you excited all about crash 4 are you getting episode one racer and do you think billy mitchell's a dick uh, let us know <laughs> on facebook and twitter uh, but don't at him uh, just let us know uh if you think that on facebook and twitter at broken clock pods uh, but once again for the broken clock podcast games cast my name is adam i'm johnny and thanks so much for listening wash your hands